The next generation of women's basketball is incredibly promising. A few weeks back, we dove into the top prospects remaining in college basketball after the 2023 draft. Today, we'll do a snake draft of the WNBA's best young players, 25 years or younger. Lotham women's basketball starts now. Ogumba Wallet for the win. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Welcome. You are locked on women's basketball. My name is Sutter Grissom, Saturday host, covering the NBA draft and college basketball at large. Thanks for making Locked basketball your first listen every day. And remember, Locked basketball is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. I'm joined by my co-host, M. Adler. M is a BRF Seattle Storm and heads our written coverage of the WNBA Draft at thenexthoops.com. Lincoln also covers WNBA Draft and has a great eye for contextualizing prospects within their collegiate systems and breaking down the biomechanical side of basketball. You can follow him on Twitter at Dovienya underscore. So, so a little bit more details like on this process. So the three of us will be drafting five players, and the goal isn't to build the best team to win right now, but instead we're trying to build the best young core for the future. So just um, – and we'll, we'll leave that up to the listener to, to, to decide, like, okay, who has the best team? So if listeners on YouTube, drop, drop it below after the end of this episode. Okay. So at number one overall, I'll give it to you, M, to kick it off with your your number one player. So I have my beautiful whiteboard next to me here with my my whole draft board on it. And this league is the pick of the draft. Number one pick, let's go. It's Aaliyah Boston. Who else would it be but Aaliyah Boston? I see some surprise on the on the faces of my co-hosts, but I'm like them. I like playing offense and defense. And this is the and this is the easily the best player on the board with a chance to be both an MVP for their offense and defensive contributions. We have Boston number one pick in the class. We gave her a 70 plus future value grade and they gave that to her because she is probably going to be a defensive player of the year caliber player within a couple of years. And her offense could be one of the best among centers in the league. Even if she is more of a play finisher than a play creator, easy pick for me, Aaliyah Boston. And, and that, that actually was my number one player too. I actually have Leah Boston over Sabrina. So so I'm going to go with the second pick. I'm going to go Sabrina Ganescu at number two. I mean, she's going to be on an extremely stacked team this season, but from a standpoint of just being a generational guard prospect, uh, when she entered the draft, uh, just how her game has developed over her WNBA career so far, even after the injury, just being able to just uh, lead this New York team into this next era where they're – going to be stacked this upcoming season. So at number three. The first two seasons may not have been great in terms of the shooting, but, you know. Right. It doesn't take much to watch and realize, you know, she's she's a, she, her two talents a heck of a lot higher than they make, than they make it seem. So with the third and the fourth pick, because we're doing a snake draft, uh, I'm looking for some versatility, um, and I'm going to take Jackie Young and Satu Sabali with uh, picks three and four, uh, very talented players. Uh, Jackie Young obviously uh, stepped her shooting up a lot last year and has been 
a massive contributor on a really good Aces team. Um, and Satu has so much defensive versatility. She can play multiple coverages. She can <laughs> – she uh, really covers the floor well. And I I like taking uh, versatility on the wing and in the front court here. So I'm going to go with Jackie Young and Satu Sabali. Uh, I – sorry, I was focused on turning up your microphone volume for the first couple seconds when you announced your pick, so I didn't realize the names until you were talking about them more. I did not have Jackie and Satu in that position on my board. I'll say that. So for me, uh, going back around, this is kind of pretty easy for me. I'm going Ryan Howard here. No. That's that's my pick here. I'm only – okay, so if we have Sabrina as our our lead initiator, just having Ryan Howard on the wing um, and having that as a young core, like honestly that's like – pretty much the perfect context for her because like even with Atlanta right now they're lacking that elite point guard but having someone like Sabrina to help her develop so yeah that's my number two pick you I thought for sure you were going to take one of the two centers because mm. now I thought for sure you're going to take a center because there's not a lot of great centers remaining who might make it to you mm. Now, I've already drafted a center. Hunter, how do you feel about making a trade? No. I'm feeling comfortable where I'm at. Like, I'm feeling I'm feeling good. Well, I have two back-to-back picks here at uh, at the turn from numbers. For my number five and six. Player. I've already yeah, got the boss in that the five. She doesn't have, exactly have much positional versatility. This draft is not at all going how I expected it to. So I'm going to go with Shakira Austin. Look, Shakira Austin also plays center, probably can't play power forward, but there's just there is just too much talent here. She's at this she, she's easily on the Hall of Fame pace. It's there's just too much talent here for me to turn her up, turn her down, even if I have no idea how she can fit together to leave Austin. My next pick is the real. Again, I need it. We're going to cross Austin with my next pick. See, this is interesting for you because the Leah Boston kind of pigeonholes you in this spot, really. Where, yes, the well, here's the thing easily the best player on the board left, in my opinion, by by a good margin is Ezzy McBagore. Now, I can either really punish you for doing this to me by taking Ezzy. That that doesn't sound like a good basketball like, strategy. Are you like this? This this like nineteen nineties or something? Like I can think I have a string of trade later. I'll go. So Ezzy, for those of you listening at home, Ezzy is definitely the best player available on the board. However, I must yes. not play three centers at the same time, so I will have to draft Aaron McDonald. Aaron McDonald, um. That makes it a good top who who I think we can all agree is pop is like the best guard remaining pretty easily. Yeah. So th- that leaves me right. I'm up next. Yes. So yes. yes. So Shakira Austin, for what it's worth, extraordinarily scheme versatile, excellent, like one of the best off-ball offensive centers in the league, has some very interesting flashes of shot creation from uh really from everywhere inside the arc. Mm-hmm. 
you know, defensively the fit with Boston, I think is pretty easy, even if it's not the like simplest of concepts offensively, it doesn't really make any sense until other than develops jump shots, but you know, we'll see, we'll see. Better to have too much talent than too little, if you know what I mean. And then Aaron McDonald, also a defensive stalwart. She hits the threes, even if her form looks weird, she can get her own shot. She's, she's a good driving pick player. I see no problems here. Okay. So me up next is pretty easy. Um, we need a defensive anchor. And um, I'm taking the best player on the board, Ezzy Mabagor. Just, um, I'm just saying from in terms of versatility now, having Ezzy, that gives us, with her game expanding as well, being able to space out, go five out. And that also gives us the versatility if we have a four as well. If we have a four that can play um, a little bit inside out, I think that gives us some versatility as well uh, with her. So that gives you Lincoln back-to-back picks here. When as it gets up to yeah. one made three per game, I'll agree. The, the <laughs> shot looks good, though. That's the it thing. It does look good. She just doesn't take it enough. That's going to come with our development. That's that's coming with our development. This is how, this is how we're a good building. player dev system. We, we will. So at uh, my with my third and fourth picks, I'm going to take the versatility, and uh, I'm going to build an elite offense around that versatility, and I'm going to take uh, Jade Melbourne with my third pick who I feel is pretty easily the best uh, guard left on the board. Uh, She's going to be a rookie this year with the Storm. Uh, She was just all league in the WNBL in Australia, put up something like 13 points and six assists per game, and she can throw any pass you want on the court. She's uh, a good self-creator and can get her own shot. And then I'm going to take Melissa Smith with my fourth pick and um, get some more offense in there. Buckets are the name of the game, and that's what we're looking to do with the third and fourth picks in my draft here. Okay, so before we get into, uh, as we continue the second half of the draft, let's send it to a break and um, stick with us after this break. And we're back. I'm your host, Cruz, and we appreciate you for making Locked Women's Basketball your first listen every day. Every day, remember, remember to join host Missy Heydrich back on Monday for a conversation with Candace, Kansas State Star Center, Ayoka Lee. All right. So, for me here, for those unfamiliar with how this draft has gone. Did you so say me here? Oh, little tip. At, at number one overall with how this draft has went, M went Aaliyah Boston. I went uh, Sabrina Unescu. Lincoln went back-to-back with Jackie Young, Satu Sabley. I went I went uh, Ryan Howard. M went Shakira Austin, Ari McDonald. I went Ezzy Mabagor, Lincoln went Jade Melbourne, and then also took Nalissa Smith. So I'm going – I think I'm going best player available here on my board. And for me, that's Jordan Horston for me. No! At the spot. So right now I have Sabrina. I also have Ryan Howard. That gives us the off ball, being able to have two players that I believe can also space the floor, play off the ball. And then having Ezzy, who I can use as like a good screener, um, player a little bit high, especially on defense, having that versatility, the size, the length, because we're not going to have anyone small. Unlike M, who has a small guard in Ari McDonald, our team's big. I have big. a power forward. Hey, our team's big. We have athleticism. We have some, um, yeah, some elite versatility with our team. That's what I value. All right. You have back-to-back picks here. I have back-to-back picks my fourth and then fifth and final picks. So we are going to start off 
we're going to make the fourth player on our team. Not necessarily the best player that I have left on my board, but best player on my board is a center, and I don't want three centers, especially one who would be a terrible defender. So we're going to go with a Wakuir is going to be our small forward. A Wakuir right now, and if I'm projecting forward in the WNBA, I would probably not project her as a particularly great player going forward. However, as I'm sure you, you both can agree, a heck of a lot of that is because she's playing at the at easily the worst developmental system in the WNBA. And she's also playing for going on probably the fourth straight year of playing uh, in a system in which she is not given consistent playing time or a consistent role uh, or an ability to just sort of lock in on specific skills to improve. Over the first few years of her career, she's been really up and down, which is wild in different minutes she's played. She's been asked to do a heck of a lot of different roles, which for young players who needs who, who you know comes into the league at 19 and needs uh, sort of structured development, it's not great. So, but before we get into our final picks of the next round, I, I want to recap. Guys, Hunter, Lincoln, we each got four players on our team. We have to, there's only one pick remaining. So right now, my starting my starting four, Arabic Doll at the one, Awak at the three, Shakira Austin at the four, Ali Boss at the five. Now, obviously, I need a guard. I need to shoot it around this team out. I don't necessarily need defense, considering how much length and switchability I currently have. Hunter, what about you? What What's your thought process coming into this last round? Okay, so right now, my team, I have my guard, my main initiator, and Sabrina Ionescu. I also have Ryan Howard and Jordan Horston on the wing, and I have Ezzy. So with how our team's building up, we're also probably looking to add a guard here. Uh, we're going to go smaller, especially with having the athleticism at Horston and having like the size, the strength of Ryan Howard to go. That is like our 3-4 combo. Then have Ezzy at the 5, who... Is on the skinnier, smaller side um, in terms of in terms of like strength, but we're gonna go more modern approach in that aspect. So yeah, adding a guard is probably the biggest thing for us here. Your team is also definitely very switchable. Uh, right, uh, th 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 three through five. Great. Yep. Lincoln, you're at the mercy of uh, of the picks from me and Hunter. Where are yeah, you? I'm. I'm looking at a couple of off ball players here mostly. Um, I feel pretty comfortable with uh, my offense running through Jade Melbourne um, with Jackie Young as like a secondary ball handler. Um, and I feel pretty good about um, defensive versatility, switchability for this team, uh, especially three through five. Um, so I'm, I'm looking for some, some defense, some size uh, at the wing position. And I'm not, I'm not 100% sure what's going to happen with these next two picks, but I have a couple players that are on my board here that I'm looking at uh, very strongly for my last pick. We have a lot of different options. We're, we're looking at them very strongly. We're, we're very strongly considering these things. Uh, especially I like how you basically have two, you two have two sort of four and a halves that you can make mm -hmm. one center and one power forward out of very switchable. So I'll say now, uh, the because I'm not taking her the center that I said I had uh, remaining over a walk I think Hanshu uh, yeah. is probably a pretty excellent plug and play player at the five but none of us necessarily have mm -hmm. room for her remaining yeah it's tough sort of wings or guards no there are some wings back here that I that that I was eager to invest in but I really need somebody to play at the two I have two guards I'm deciding between but we're, but when it comes down to it I need the shooting more I I I, I got right pressure Mary McDonald I need that spot up shooting. I'm going to go with Ty Harris as my 
fifth and final starter. My, my starting five now is Aaron McDonald, Ty Harris, Alok Kabir, Shakira Austin, and Aaliyah Boston. It's a lot of size. Okay, so hear me out here. With this pick, Uh-oh. I'm going Shanice Swain here. I knew you were going to do oh. that. <laughs> I'm you only are going... drinking your own Kool-Aid. Okay, so I had Ty Harris one spot ahead of Shanice Swain here because I All wanted right. – I wanted some up some guard that could uh, do a little bit from the perimeter, and uh, yeah, I had another guard on my board that I just couldn't take in Veronica Burton. I just don't think there's enough shooting for me to feel comfortable having her um, in an off-ball role where we have a good amount of players I want the ball in their hands, and like Horst and also uh, Sabrina. Yeah, same. If I if I hadn't if I hadn't drafted Aaron McDonald, I definitely would have gone for Burton. All right, we're here. Last yeah. pick of the draft. Yeah, I Burton is one of the two players that I was considering here really strongly. Um, and just to give a peek behind the curtain, the other one uh, recently got cut, but I think I'm going to have to go with the player that's on the roster and take Veronica Burton here. Um, oh. Round out my five with Veronica Burton. I thought for sure you would have gone with Engsler. I was very strongly considering it. But then I would have had like three fours, and I would rather have two point guards than three fours, to be honest. Fair enough. Okay, so let's go to a quick break, and then we'll discuss. Maybe consider a trade, maybe not, and then we'll also um, we'll also come round this out here. Okay, and we're back. So. For this draft, my starting five here, at the one, Sabrina Nescu, at the two, Shanice Swain, at the three, we have Ryan Howard, Jordan Horst, that's like our three, four, uh, kind of switchable there. And then at the five, we have Ezzy Mabagor rounding it out, extremely versatile lineup. Shanice Swain, even though she is like five, nine, she has like an absurd wingspan as well, so that's something that our team is valuing a lot is just having the measurements. We're basically the Toronto Raptors. If they had more skills, like more, more, more like projectable outside <laughs> skills as well. That's our team basically. Yeah. Stay humble. My friend, stay humble. All right. What's, what's your, line, what's your lineup looking like then? My lineup as, as mentioned previously, uh, we are rocking Eric McDonald, Ty Harris, Wat Kawir, Shakira Austin, and Leah Boston. Obviously, I think this is a pretty I think this is a pretty excellent defensive lineup, assuming that our player development scheme can really get the most out of a walk career. You know, the the worst defender in our starting lineup pretty easily is Ty Harris. You know, I think I think in a vacuum in the WNBA, Ty Harris is probably a she, she improved to being maybe a between like bad and mediocre defender last year. And look, if that's at your two guard and your one is Aaron McDonald, I can work with that. I have three of what could be the best backline help help clean up defenders in the league. I can play I can play any sort of drop I want uh, with the five. I can do really anything I want on the wing defense with how uh, versatile Shakira Austin is and what a walker you can do with her length and clean up if, if one or the other one gets gets caught having to defend up a position, which you know would be a weakness if I didn't have that much length behind him. Offensively, you know, there is there is a decent amount of shooting from my top three, presumably given what a walk shown in Euro this year. And, you know, I think 
I think I think we can get away with this. I think as soon as the ball gets in the post with how Shakira Austin moves off ball and with what Aaliyah Boston can do with her patience and her moves, no, I think we're scoring. As good as those players are, we're gonna have we're gonna have a lot of fun, really fun four or five actions. Gonna run some snug stuff. We have just enough shooting. We're gonna do well. I feel very comfortable saying that we are going to make things very very frustrating for everyone we play. What's your lineup like, like Lincoln? Yeah, I have um, one of, to me, one of my favorite playmakers to watch in the world in Jade Melbourne, who makes uh, audacious passes regularly. Uh, Veronica Burton, who's one of the best defensive playmakers that I've <laughs> seen at almost any level. Um, Jackie Young, who played at a super high level last year. Uh, and then in the front court, I'm, I've got Melissa Smith and Satu Sabli which brings me uh, offense, shooting, uh, pick-and-roll partners for Jade Melbourne and Jackie Young. And uh, I think this team is really interesting, switchable lineup, too. Um, Your team is going to be absolutely incredible in transition. Your team yeah, is going to be incredible yeah. in transition. Everyone here moves very well, and uh, there's a lot of passing and a mm -hmm. lot of defensive playmaking to help with that uh, getting out in transition. So – if we can just run at a better rate than anyone else in, in the in the league, then I think this team has a chance to be really fun to watch and pretty special. I'm going to be 20-0 and 0 when Veronica Burton and Satu combine for at least 10 stocks and 0-20 and when they don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's look through and see, okay, who's our like top five players left on our board after this draft? For me, I had Hanju. I, had... I do not even have five players left. You don't have five players left? Okay. So I had um, Hanju. I also had Haley Jones. Yep. I had uh, Maya Hirsch. I, I couldn't do it. I, I wanted to do it, but the, I couldn't do it. Because, okay, if you took Ezzy, I wasn't, and you took um, both of them, I would have took Hirsch, the next pick. I would have taken her way too early. So yeah. But uh, but then after that, I had Maddie Segrist, and then I also had Emily Anksler and Grace uh -huh. Berger. But okay. I I wasn't going to likely get to those players. Um Unless just something catastrophic happened and um, yeah, I no, lost I lost draft picks or something, I got voted or something. On like a very on like a very specific position. Yeah. Uh, so as yeah. I mentioned before, Han Shu was the best player remaining on my board, but the issue was basically of the first of the top ten players. Uh, quick, 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 on my board, five of them are either a center or like a four and a half or a five. So you no, know, there's just not enough room for basically Hanju in the starting lineup, given what we're doing here. Um, so for me, it was uh, Hanju, followed by Diamond Miller, then Emily Angsler, then Grace Berger, and I frankly didn't bother ranking anyone after that. I, I, even even getting down to Miller, Angsler, and Berger, it was already starting for me to get into like the 45, 40 grades. And at that point, I just didn't, I just didn't feel any need to uh, put anyone else on the board. Oh, yeah, my next was a teacher and me here after that. So uh, she was my next... Yeah, the, the other player that I had in consideration was Emily Angsler. And then um, after that, if the draft had turned out differently and I had a need for a big, then Hanzu and Queen Egbo were on my list. Mm -hmm. um, and it, I, I didn't feel super comfortable taking anybody after that point <laughs> on my list. And what's super interesting about this draft as a whole has been – um, one thing I've 
sort of noticed, and I think you guys have noticed it as well, is just the guard position right now. Um, in college basketball, most of the top prospects, most of the top young players are in um, even high school. I would say there's some better mm-hmm. players um, coming into college in the next few years as well to where I think right now we're seeing more of these utility players. We'll see these like Jordan Horsons. We'll see these Diamond Millers. Uh, Diamond Miller was also a player. Did she go in this draft? I don't think. Um, she did not. She was my number two re- uh, remaining. Yeah, I, I forgot to uh, mention her. But just these players, um, Satu, Shakira Austin, these versatile players that uh, we're, we're just seeing, like I see like a trend of these type players coming into the league. So um, I'm interested to see how it's going to go uh, with how yeah, the this- W is approaching where the men's NBA is in terms of your your your, uh, your versatility with, with your length, your size, and the outside mm-hmm. of your wings. You know, they've had that for a number of years in their history, but it hasn't been developed at the lower levels in the way the men's game has to start producing these kind of players. In terms of what you're saying about the guards, one thing that's pretty interesting is, you know, you look at the board we just put out, the best players remaining in college, and a pretty overwhelming majority of them are guards or or uh, backcourt wings, as compared to this board, where, like I said, we we basically all had our centers immediately, and by the end, we were all looking for guards. the The league right now is obviously in a place where the bigs run the league, and the bigs been you know the best players in the in, in the draft. You know, Ryan Howard's not as big, but you know she's she's playing. She's a three and a half. She's playing the four very well in Atlanta. You know, we're at a place where the bigs still run the league, and the bigs are still the majority of the young talent. But within the next couple of years, like. The W is about to get shocked by how much guard talent is going to come in. And beyond that, it's not just the guard talent, but it's also there's going to be, you know, I, I, I think you guys are probably agree, even though we have not talked about this before. There's not a whole lot of great bigs as prospects left in college. There's maybe a handful of like bigs that we in, in the in the college ranks that we'd say like are top level future all star plus caliber talents. Only that much. There's a lot of good bigs who I think are interesting players, but not that high of prospects on our lists. And that's a super interesting place for uh, women's basketball to be. It hasn't been this way in many, many years. And you know, we're going to see what happens. But certainly there's going to be a very interesting de- talent development strategy that goes on within the league in the next five or so years. Like for me, you could argue, okay, in two years, what like okay? So if Hirsch is still overseas, we're talking about that. That asset is probably greater than almost any player in college. If assuming Aaliyah Boston, like at the center position, assuming Aaliyah Edwards is um, entering the draft next season, Cameron Brink as well. Um, in terms of just like pure centers, players you can put in drop, players you can anchor your team around. That's a pick. And uh, another thing I want to note here is we're seeing a more like. More um more teams put assets into international scouting as well. Like Jade Melbourne. We had we also had Ezzy Mabagor on this list. We also had uh Shanice Swain on this list. Because of like years back though, whenever Ezzy was the number 12 pick, I've watched film back on her as well. She just did not look like the number 12 pick then. Uh just from the stuff I've seen, the stuff that teams are implementing now um into their schemes. So that's interesting to me. Um, teams that were able to capitalize on not having, uh, not not having other teams that were like as invested in international scouting, which is similar to the NBA as well. Like Nikola Jokic going in the forties, uh, these type of things, just being able to take advantage of uh, other teams is a misvaluation as well. So again, 
make sure to let us know who had the best draft. And I think I had the best draft, honestly. Listen. Because this was actually like the script for me. Like I, your I, team, I, your team looks like traditionally better. Your team looks like your your team looks like you know LSU. If we're, uh, last year, if we're talking about like the last year's college season, your team, everyone looks like their position, and it works at one through five. My team is my team is more South Carolina. I have the talent of the individual positions to work together to frustrate the heck out of you and beat you by twenty points in the conference championship. Easy. But and also, then, end as, long up as, I, here. as long as I don't run into Iowa, I'm kicking your butt every time. I I, I digress, but again, um, just make sure um, to just say I have the best team because that's how it that's, that's how it was. But uh, thanks to my Thomas basketball, your first listen today. Now make your second listen game to game NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked on game to game covers every game across the NBA with local analysis that only locked on can deliver. Follow game to game on Locked on NBA. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts.